Former President Trump is clashing with Republicans on America's favorite public benefit, Medicare. Some in the party have been pushing for changes to both Medicare and Social Security that could result in cuts, a position that could prove unpopular with Americans. But Trump's bet on supporting Medicare could put him in a golden light ahead of a 2024 election. Certainly something to watch in the weeks and months ahead. This is Pulse Check. I'm Ruth Reader. On Wednesday, Senators Maggie Hassan, a Democrat from New Hampshire, and Mike Braun, a Republican from Indiana, reintroduced a bill that aims to close a loophole that pharmaceutical companies use to block other firms from selling competing drugs. Their bill, called the Increasing Prescription Drug Competition Act, would allow the FDA to approve drugs if a risk evaluation and mitigation strategies patent is the only barrier to approval. Its reintroduction comes after a Monday New York Times report on Jazz Pharmaceuticals' use of this tactic to block the release of a drug from a competitor. And also in pharmaceuticals, pharmaceutical company Eli Lilly announced it will slash the price of its most commonly prescribed insulin product, Humulin, by 70% in the fourth quarter of this year. The company also said its non-branded injectable insulin, Lispro, will be $25 a vial starting May 1st. And the company is capping out-of-pocket spending on insulin products at $35 at participating pharmacies. The move comes as more manufacturers of insulin biosimilars are putting pressure on prices. In a statement, Lilly CEO David Ricks called on Congress and other companies to make insulin more affordable. And Republicans are divided on how to respond to the newest COVID lab leak report. Alice Miranda Olstein is here to break it all down. Great to be here. Great to talk. So over the weekend, the Department of Energy released a report concluding that the so-called lab leak theory is the most likely explanation for COVID's origin. Can you tell me about what we know about that? So it's been sort of a drip, drip, drip from the federal government in terms of their assessment of the origin of COVID-19. You've had multiple agencies already come out and say that they believe that the most likely origin of the virus is natural from wildlife naturally jumping to infect humans, which has happened many times throughout history. But over the weekend, the Energy Department came out to disagree with that, and they said that they believe the most likely origin of the virus is from an accidental breach from a laboratory, specifically the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And it's important to note that the Energy Department's conclusion was made with low confidence. That part often gets left out. But then on Tuesday night, FBI Director Christopher Wray also came out to say that the FBI believes that the virus originated as a result of a lab leak. An FBI report earlier concluded with moderate confidence that a lab leak theory is accurate. So what's important in all this is that there is not only not a consensus, even within the federal government, let alone the broader scientific and medical community studying this, uh, there's not only not a consensus, but even the entities that have made a determination or a preliminary determination are clear that that is not ironclad. Well, and this is sort of what I was going to ask you, which is like, what is the basis of their conclusion or sort of what are they resting this on? We don't actually know. Like, we don't know what new data they have because this was an update from their previous conclusion. And so this is something that lawmakers on Capitol Hill are demanding more information on now in the wake of this revelation. Uh, you know, I talked to very senior House Republicans who told me they requested a classified briefing from the Energy Department on what they knew when, what led to this new conclusion, etc. And you are also going to see some hearings on this coming up. 
The Select Subcommittee on COVID in the House is planning to do a hearing later this month on that topic. And so we could see government officials having to testify under oath about what information they're basing these conclusions on, what information they still don't have. And people have some sort of different goals here. Lawmakers say that it's important to get to the bottom of this because this could inform how we respond to future pandemics. This could inform putting reforms in place to prevent future pandemics. There is sort of a broader public health goal, but there's also definitely a lot of political finger pointing and um, (laughs) victory lap taking. You had a lot of Republican members seizing on this Energy Department report and saying, see, this vindicates me. I told you so. I was dismissed as a conspiracy theorist for saying this. Ha ha ha. Now you have to admit that I was right. So again, there is still no consensus about this. But this has fueled a lot of already ongoing demands for information and demands for policy changes. Besides taking their victory lap, you know, what else do Republicans want to do with this report or what do they see as the appropriate reaction? Sure. So the responses were really all over the place. A lot of them said that they hoped this new information would help them pass some legislation that they had tried to pass last year that sort of stalled out. And those include bills to declassify more U.S. government intelligence about the pandemic, a bill that would set up a 9-11 style commission that's like completely nonpartisan to study the virus's origin. And there are also bills to, you know, impose different sanctions on China, different limits on, you know, scientific information sharing, et cetera. And so, again, they were pushing all of these efforts already, but they're hoping the new information gives them some momentum to pass that. And, you know, in in addition to that, this is just coming at a time when Capitol Hill is taking a really tough look at U.S.-China relations, obviously with the balloon spying thing. That's not really our area as healthcare reporters, but, you know, it does play into it. And so this is feeding into a very prevalent view on Capitol Hill that policy needs to be a lot tougher on China. And so that could play out in various ways inside the healthcare space and outside. Got it. So what about Democrats? How have they been responding? There were a few sort of different threads there. Um, You know, you have some Democrats who say, we'll probably never be able to determine with total certainty the origin of the pandemic. And so this is not a good use of our time. Let's focus on what we can control, which is how our government responds to pandemics. And obviously, there were many, many failures on that front that they want to address and probe. There is also a concern that too much focus on China as the origin of the pandemic, you know, could feed into ongoing xenophobia and racism. We've already, you know, seen that be the case for sure. But some Democrats, you know, agree with Republicans just in that this is an important thing to investigate solely for the purpose of being better prepared for future pandemics, making sure that laboratory research is done safely, whether or not that (laughs) was the cause. It doesn't hurt to make sure that better safety protocols are imposed. And so you have an interesting split among Republicans and among Democrats on this. Well, thank you so much for walking me through that, Alice. I really appreciate you joining today. Always great to be here. 
And that's our show. Our music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Annie Reese is our producer. Raghu Manavalan is our editor. Our healthcare team editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Tyne, Beth Belton, and Sean Zeller. Jenny Ament is the executive producer of Audio at Politico. I'm Ruth Reader. Subscribe and follow Pulse Check for a new episode every day. And subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this reporting. Pulse, Future Pulse, and Prescription Pulse. Thanks for listening. <laughs>